From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Sometimes, mi gente, you just have to finish what you start. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 218. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the guy who looks over my shoulder and says, are you going to watch that show? Really? (laughs) He's my black Jiminy Cricket, Mike, also known as MFG. When I'm looking over your shoulder, I'm actually yelling at the guy across the window, uh, across the way, saying, take the shot. (laughs) (laughs) But he never listens. I feel loved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, here's something horribly described for you. And uh, this is an easy one. It's probably going to be the last of the easier ones because I'm starting to get the feeling that you guys need more of a challenge. So enjoy this simpler, horribly described it's film. The last one I'm going to get right, I swear. <laughs> probably ever. And here we go. The most terrifying floral festival in Scandinavian history. Okay. Yeah. And you will hear the answer to that horribly described film after the quick news. All right. Um, we'll definitely get back to that. But let's go talk about our other illustrious host, who's the guy who looks over my shoulder and says, hey, are you going to eat that? He is RT squared, Rob the Tech. Because he takes so long. It stays on the plate. So oh, that's I, BS. I, I, I <laughs> Dyson technology has nothing on the Hoover effect this guy has over a plate of food. <laughs> that's, why my cat, him. that's why my cat mask has a detachable part, so I could just be able to open my jaw more. Wow, that sounded bad. Go ahead, Ralph. So the other day while I was in my garden tending my plants and all of a sudden these zombies started coming out of any of nowhere, you know, just attacking my plants and my plants came to life and they were attacking the zombies, beating them. And then I realized I was actually playing a game of plants versus zombies. Oh, great game. And a thought occurred to me. People living in a floating city would probably have to use a lot of sunscreen. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Unless they were just, you know, floating on the ocean. It is true. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. They still would need a lot of sunscreen, though. <laughs> We're floating in the ocean, technically. All right. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, like I said in the intro, um, we are a team that likes to finish what we start, whether it's food, conversations, burying a body. Oh, that, that, too. You could never leave that half done because <laughs> then people find it. And well, they're that, but this also gives a new meaning to the word headstone. <laughs> oh, Lord. I can't believe we started that already. <laughs> But what I'm referring to is we need to uh, finish what we started in regards to shows we started to review but didn't get to finish. But should we? But, I mean, that's why we're here. So today, we're going back to that part of the DC television universe and discuss the rest of the first season <clears throat> season of Naomi. Yay. But first, Mike tells me, or MFG tells me, the quick news should ha- shouldn't have any unnecessary banter. Unless it's his own. So here he is, Mike, his unnecessary banter, and his quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by Villains Against Happiness. Villains Against Happiness? Villains Against Happiness. <laughs> Good old Va. Yeah. I'm just wondering when they're, when we're ever going to have one 
consistent sponsor. That's all I'm wondering. Well, you see what happens is that, you know, I try to give everybody the opportunity to sponsor it because, you know, you know, little Snuffy, man, he has his hands in a lot of pies. <laughs> little Snuffy sounds like a really bad character. Of I'm not going to go there. We, we're trying to keep it PG. Mike, what you got for us? And that evidently was our quick news. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Academy Award nominee Uma Thurman joins the cast of The Immortal Guard. The popular Netflix action film from 2020 starring Charlize Theron will return along with Thurman and Henry Golden from Snake Eyes. In the sequel, the remaining group of regenerative mercenaries who have been protecting humanity from dangers over the centuries will get ambushed and learn that there is a new immortal. So far, there is no release date for the next chapter. Wait, so that wasn't canceled? No. I thought it was. I, I can't lie to you. I, I don't know why. I mean, I'm not saying there's no reason, that, but I don't know why you thought that. <laughs> yeah, but you're looking at me <laughs> like, like it's not, no, it's it not wasn't, like, you idiot. It's, it's, it's just, a, it's just a movie. I'm like, it's, there's nothing to cancel. <laughs> well, I, mean, I thought it was like an ongoing oh, series that, you know. Believe me, this generation will find a way to cancel anything. I, I suppose they could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that was like a, a lead into Mike's next story, but that, that's hope wishful thinking. No, not really. Okay. But. Uh, <laughs> On to the next story. Sony Pictures thought they had a misunderstood gem in its immensely negative-reviewed film Morbius. The Spider-Man spinoff was released on April 1st, 2022, and had a eh, less-than-stellar box office take of $73.3 million domestically. The film's poor performance helped to become the butt of internet memes such as, It's Morbin Time! And even some (laughs) 24-7 Twitch watch parties in which the film was the joke. Sony, however, misinterpreted the intention it was receiving and re-released Morbius the first weekend on June. The film's new domestic total went from 73.3 million to 73.6 million. (laughs) (laughs) Internet funster Ian Hinden has started a petition for a third release of the film in hopes that Sony again misunderstands the attention behind the memes. The tongue-in-cheek petition, which has around 8,800 signatures, pledges, quote, this this weekend, excited fans across the world had a chance to once again see Morbius in the theaters. While this was an awesome opportunity, there was one problem. We were all busy this weekend. Some of us were washing our hair. Some of us had to study. Some of us had just already made other plans. But please don't interpret this as disinterest on our part. If Sony were to once again release Morbius in theaters, just let us know and we will be there for sure. Unless something comes up. End, qu- end quote. <laughs> and somewhere, somewhere in the world, David Ayers is sitting there and David Ayers is saying... Why can't you release <laughs> my version of Suicide Squad? Meanwhile, Morbius gets two or three freaking releases. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> They're trying, man. I, it's just it's funny watching these studios after all this time that are like, oh, we still got to do the Marvel thing. I'm like, by the time you get around to doing the Marvel thing, Marvel will be out of that business of doing that thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, what did you say, Ralph? I'm sorry. No, I'm just agreeing with Mike. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something. Um, only because before I know Mike gets to his, um, his next part of the quick news, it's funny how they, they keep doing these re-releases uh, of movies that have already come out. I hear that Spider-Man is being re-released again. Uh, Spider-Man um, um, no, no Way Home. Right. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, first of all, a lot of these places want that. Just remember, Avatar did it after uh, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame beat their record. And it's like, oh, we just re-released it. Now we have the new record again. It's like, really? This is... You guys just just jerk off in the closet alone. I mean, like, don't don't bring me and my movie theater into your little masturbation session because that's all it is. No, no, no. What are you talking about? If you're going to jerk off, you got to do it the way Homelander did on top of a building, fucking everybody in the face. Well, that's pretty much what they're doing anymore because it's also like, dude, you guys are doing this game. And again, it saves them money. It's like, you're not producing anything new. You're not even giving me a sequel. (laughs) Like, you're not literally producing anything new. You just want, like, like I said, it's it's not even about like the fans demand it. We can watch it on TV. 
It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Why are we surprised? Yeah. But, are but we... it's not. It's like I said. But it's not the money. Exactly. It's this whole like we did better. And it's like, well, you did better on the fifth try. <laughs> that doesn't really count, you know. P.S. When Mike was giving the numbers of Morbius, he goes, yeah, you know, when they re-released it, it was from 70-whatever million. I thought Mike was going to say it was from 75 million to 69 million. <laughs> it should have. People should have demanded their money back. People th- <laughs> that would have great. <laughs> they went into negative numbers because people got their money back. Mike, I guarantee the next time you do something like that, you should definitely play a trick like that and see who's paying attention. Uh, I, thought, I did think about it. I was Damn. actually going to do a loan. But I'm like, nah, I'm here for the news. I'm here for you people <laughs> what else you got mike <laughs> all right last but not least here's a case of bad guys gone kind of good and fanboys have been begging for it after sitting on the way back burner marvel studios has reportedly moved forward with a live action feature film for i'm sorry of the thunderbolts for the hoes at home the original thunderbolts were mostly seedless avenger villains who disguised themselves and pretended to be heroes while planning to sell shield secrets to the highest bidder in more recent incarnations, the newer rosters have become anti-heroes who accept perilous missions from the government a la Suicide Squad. Marvel has tapped director Jake Schre- um, Schreier, who? And uh, writer Eric Pearson, who, who? Uh, <laughs> no other information has been revealed, but Marvel is planning to begin filming in 2023. People have been talking about Thunderbolts since the late William Hurt was involved, and they were like, oh, we can do a Red Hulk because he was involved with the Thunderbolts. I know. Well, I mean, he's passed on, but obviously that idea is kind of left with, you know, right. him passing on. But Thunderbolts, I'm interested. What do you think, Ralph? I'm just wondering why they would make a movie out of a uh, laptop connector. That makes no sense. It's exciting. Wow. Yeah, you you went that. That's called the Thunderbolt port. Yeah. I, I Oh, goodness. Yeah, that joke a, was. A tech, that dad, j- a tech dad joke. Yeah, that joke hold, was. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> There it is. Oh my gosh. You have two buttons wow. to press the same thing or you pressed the button twice and got it wrong twice. That button? Yes. Yeah, that. Well, you know what, Cap? You. There we go. Okay, I feel better. That joke was fast as lightning. <laughs> oh, God. And just as outdated. <laughs> so that's all your quick news. Uh, yes, thankfully. All right. So what is the horribly described movie that you gave to us? That'll be the last softball that Mike throws us for a while. So th- for those who are like, Mike does a bunch of easy ones. Thank you for ruining it. For the rest of us, this is the last one we're getting. All righty. This horribly described film, one more time to remind you, is the most terrifying floral festival in Scandinavian history. Okay. I'll be honest with you. The only thing that hit my head was Little Shop of Horrors, and I know I'm wrong. And you are correct. You are wrong. <laughs> I got excited because I, I got it right. No, of course not. <laughs> Ralphie? Mike, I, I have to admit. I haven't the foggiest idea of, of what you speak of. It is none other than Midsummer. What? I've never seen this. I didn't ask if you had. <laughs> Midsummer. All right, I'm gonna have to look up what that is. And how Midsummer. I, you just got to get that little accent. Midsummer. It's M I D S O M M A R. Oh, oh, Midsommar. it's a horror film from that time. Okay, cool. Really good one. I'm Googling it right now. Of course you are, because Ralph's like pissed off that he got stumped. 2019, Mm -hmm. a couple traveled to Sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled Midsummer Festival. But what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly develops into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition. Thank you for that synopsis, Mr. Shatner. At the hands of a pagan cult. (laughs) Yeah, it actually did really well. If you like that synopsis, you should check out my Captain's Law. Okay. 
Yeah. It's quite long. I hope you flush it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yo, we're like extremely gross and like totally like sophomore today. But hey, I mean, I guess we, I guess it's in line with the theme of the show today. So, you know, you love it. I'm not sure if I love it, but I'm dealing with it. Um, So today we're going to talk about, or we're going to finish discussing the DC series, Naomi. And I believe it's episode six through thirteen. And with a synopsis breaking down where we went wrong or where they went wrong is Mike, also known as MFG. I can't wait to hear this, Mike. Take it away. It's nothing scandalous. It's always how I start a review. Is this Scandinavian? Uh, no. No. Oh, okay. Uh, Naomi is the CW's latest high school superhero teen drama series. The show was created by Ava DuVernay and Jill Blankenship and is based off the DC Comics character Naomi, created by Brian Michael Bendis, David F. Walker, and Jamal Campbell. The character was introduced in Naomi number 1 way back in March of 2019. The character's surname of McDuffie was given as a tribute to the late comic book artist Dwayne McDuffie, who created Static Shock, among many other underrepresented minority characters in the comics field. Naomi has a head-scratching Rotten Tomatoes of 90% still. What? With, yeah, it, that didn't change. The audience score went down a few to 61% and has an IMD-weighted average of 46 out of 100, which is also a drop. Alrighty. Wow. I just want to say that CW money must go a long way. It, 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 <laughs> but you do, by the way, know that CW is, is in the process of being sold to Nexstar, by the way. And to who? Nexstar, and it will still be partially owned by uh, Warner Brothers Discoveries now, because that's a new name. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, the C of the CW is getting out of it, and Next Star is coming in. Anyhow, so it'll be NW. I don't know what they're going to call it. Wow. Let's, let's hope there's no A in there because then you're going to have some problems. Well, they could just, I mean, after this show, they could have just called it NSFW. <laughs> <laughs> Not suitable for watching. <laughs> wow. All right. Synopsis. If the first five episodes of, C, of the CW's newest superhero show had you on the edge of your seat, sit back. <laughs> sit way back. Naomi and her friends slow walk and jump cut through possible action scenes, could be plot twists and slightly suggested points of interest. Uh, Never in class and never studying, but the superpowered teenager learns that she is destined to fight with Brutus, the being that enslaved her homeworld and forced her exile to the R-Earth dimension. Using her forever undefined abilities, which mostly consist of friends asking her, hey, can you do this? Uh, Naomi saves the day and grows new flowers. Yeah, you heard that right. Yep. As her life comes more in focus, Naomi discovers her adoptive parents killed um, her birth parents, and then she learns to fly. Now, it might sound like I've spoiled a major story arc, but since the show has thankfully been canceled, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, starring uh, Casey Walfall as Naomi McDuffie, Cranston Johnson as Zimbado, Alexander Wraith as D, Mary Charles Jones as Annabelle, and for a list of the rest of the cast regulars, listen to episode number 215, Naomi episodes one through five. Wait, wait, wait. So 218 episodes, and then you finally figured out when we come back to it, you're like, well, listen to the other episode, and you can get that. Oh, no, I enjoy saying the other people's names because they deserve more credit. Wow. <laughs> Here, I just refuse to, <laughs> to even give these people airtime. Damn. So, so this, was, this, was, uh, this was a purposeful um, act right yes. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, so let's talk about this Naomi episode 6 through 13, but... Before we even get there, let's press that spoiler button that we took our loan out for and we're still paying. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that crotchety spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. So what uh, superpowers do you have? Oh, I have the power. St- no, it's canceled. That's it. Stop. It's canceled. <laughs> 
Let's come over here and let's stush and chill. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So be, now let's talk about it. Naomi, the rest of the series from six episode six to the finale. Um, Mike gave, not gave away, but Mike gave you a lot of what happened. Um, now I don't even know where to begin. Actually, let's start here. The parents, because from episode six, actually from the beginning, you start feeling a little bit weird about the parents oh i knew there was something up i just didn't know what they were going to have them do but there was just they were too hey we're your perfect parents <laughs> i thought i was being overly suspicious when did you know that they were aliens because that was the first reveal they, they hit you with a couple of bombshells from episode six on it's kind of like okay the, you know we know that they're adopted parents then we find out oh they knew they knew her actual parents from earth 29 they're also aliens so they go layer by layer by layer so in the comics, the father was the alien from another planet, not from Earth-29. So I, w- I was suspecting that they were going to do that. Having them both be from uh, Earth-29 and then be aliens, I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Okay, I, I guess I- that's an interesting twist. Yeah, I-, I definitely suspected the mother being an alien. I knew that they were both not what they pretended to be, but I didn't think they would go both. But then when they revealed that, I was like, ah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I expected them to have also like some sort of like secret like uh, tech bunker or something where they have more advanced technology. Oh, that probably would have been season two. Right. Where they're like, they're like, Oh, a, a contingency plan for when we get caught or something, but not even that. Like the, who, who do I have to write this thing for them? Like what's going on? <laughs> Anybody could have written this thing for them. And I think they did. <laughs> probably. <laughs> they went to the dartboard. I'm telling you. They definitely did. I mean, um, cause you, ha- they, they, they do a lot with the parents and, and obviously they build up to it to the point where the parents took out the doctor. Yeah. Yes. Did you see that coming? Because that was the whole thing of they, they had their anniversary um, dinner, I believe. And, you know, they were trying to figure out who was the alien and then, I guess the, the the doctor figured out not the doctor. It was you're talking about that was the commander. Yeah. Oh, I was the commander. That's no, right. In my head, it's still a doctor because that's no, the doctor's the one that tried to steal her powers in episode six. Right. Okay. There we go. Right. That was a thrilling episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the edge of my seat to not turn it off. You should just learn to sit back more in your seat. I was I was, I was trying not to turn it off. I was like, come on. <laughs> You got to watch it for the show. It's for the show. <laughs> it's for the podcast. Come on. <laughs> I managed to keep it on. Um, was it a little bit too on the nose to make Zumbaru the person that was looking over, and I put in quotes, looking over Naomi all this time? You mean the one with the angel wings? Yeah. That's just been watching over her? <laughs> no, that's... What, no, that's no, no, that, oh, Zumbaru. That, I'm sorry, Zumbaru. I'm thinking of the Thanagarian. Um, the... Uh, Eh, I mean, well, it's definitely diff- out of character because, I mean, in the comics, that's a bad guy. Yeah. So, it, I, again, I, I can't even say it's out of character. I didn't care. I, he was an oddly menacing guardian angel. <laughs> there was never any comfort with yeah. Usually, like, they'll, they'll have a character, and maybe this is um, typical sci-fi tropes. The, the strong, silent guy who looks like he's evil, but he's got a heart of gold, and he gives inklings of the fact that he is a more genuine, soft person. They didn't give any of that. No, they just basically told us, no, he's, he's the good guy. <laughs> That's, they literally had to tell us that. Because you're like, well, he didn't seem like one, but... He's sure. weird, but he's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel sorry for the actor of having to have his fingers super glued together like that and have that stick so far up his ass to make him act so stiffly. <laughs> But I feel like that acting choice, I mean, now let's talk about the, the, I mean, just because you brought it up, the show as a whole, the way they're acting is, sounds like it followed that 
um, that, 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 that framework. To me, the whole show felt like everyone's first or maybe possibly second reading of every script yeah. with people deciding on how they were going to portray their character. And people are like, nah, that's just too much. That's not enough. That's too wooden. <laughs> you know? The director is probably like, all right, what do you think you should do here? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Go with that. I mean, that's almost what it seemed like. But like I said, in, even in my synopsis, it's, there was just between them slow walking through every scene. Like, like, you know, it's just like somebody like going like three, two. I wonder what he's going to say next. What do you think he's going to say? And you're like, it's going to be one. I just wait, hold on. Between that and jump cuts. Yeah. <laughs> like oh there was a, gosh, every time yes. they would go like, we have to do something exciting. Okay. Maybe this will pick. Oh, we're, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> They'd resolved it and on to the next scene talking about that. They did it already. And I'm like, who the hell made this? <laughs> Schumacher? <laughs> oh my gosh. It might have been better. <laughs> you remember um, Batman Forever? Oh, I certainly do. Yeah, it's, it's just like, oh, suddenly they're on the bridge dangling by their toes, and then suddenly they're home. You're like, I wonder how they got out of that. No, or how about the, the thing that pissed me off the most is like the when she jumps off the bridge mm -hmm. and they cut that, that was the end of the episode. Yeah. And then the next episode, they're like, well, I didn't uh, hurt myself like I, I because of my invulnerability, but I um, floated for like a little bit before I hit the ground and then I stopped. Okay, show it to us. Yeah, I mean, like floating could not have been a high expense CGI. <laughs> to quote Ralph from the last podcast, saves money. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it was horribly done, but they did it to save money. Yeah. Obviously, all this reminds me, and I cannot think of. I actually, I think I do know the name of the Buffy episode. What was it called? It was called uh, the Zeppo. That's what it was. It, it's the only one that actually just purely features Xander. And I think it's when Xander has um, a double. Somehow a double was created or something like that. I think. I'm not sure if that was the one. But all it was was that like Xander was feeling like he had no purpose and stuff like that. Well, the whole time, the rest of the Scooby gang, they're like running past because like, you know, he, they didn't need his help. Because, you know, he, they, by this point, Willow has some magic ability. You know, Buffy's Buffy. You know, um, uh, Giles is Giles. You know, so everything's going on that way. And I think um, Angel's still involved and stuff like that. He's still good. And, you know, so, like, they're going past Xander, who's feeling bad about, you know, not being helpful, blah, 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 blah. And they're just like, we've just got to get the book. It's got the answer. This is, like, one of the greatest monsters we've ever faced. And, like, they would intentionally just keep running by saying things. <laughs> and at one point, like, Xander goes to open a door, and he passes them, and they, like, push the door closed. And they're like, how are we ever going to get out of this? And they're like, you hear this roaring going on. And then the next time you see them is after Xander's had his adventure. They're just like, oh, my God, we barely got over our lives. This is the most horrific thing he's ever seen. And, you know, but at least that was the joke of the show. Yeah. <laughs> this was our show in Naomi. <laughs> it's funny because as you guys are discussing it now, I just realized when Mike said the slow moving kind of scenes, that's Bendis. Yeah. Think about, for, for those who are not familiar, um, Brian Michael Bendis has a writing style where he tries to make it very organic in regards to how conversations kind of... They call it deconstructing. Is that, is that what they that's, call it? That's what it is. That's, that's what they consider it. Yeah. Well, Mike, could you describe deconstructing? Because obviously you know the term. Because you probably explain it a lot more eloquently than I I mean, deconstructing is supposed to be getting more into the root of things. Their way that they deal with deconstructing just seems to be the story. It's like watching a film storyboard, but a comic book. You know, like where a storyboard for a film, you have to kind of plot out each major point that's going on. Just kind of like if you're doing... Um, uh, Keyframing and animation, or something like that, where you need the, the major points, you know, clearly. But like Brian Michael Bendis does that. Like he'll have like, you know, five boxes of of two people just sitting watching a window, and then the sixth box out of of seven on a page is like, I can't believe we're still here. And then the next page, yeah. And you're like, wait, wait, I'm dude. You only have 22 pages, and you've just used yeah. one to, for some people to, to show someone was bored. 
<laughs> so, so shout out to Lady J who's been listening to the older episodes. Anytime I say they, somebody gets very bendacy, that's one of the things I'm referring to. Yeah. The other thing is r- taking all that time to writing a story and then rushing it yeah. at the end the for the very conclusion. end. The very yes. end. So it's funny when you said it now. I'm like, oh shoot, that makes sense now. Not, not that it makes. Yeah, I mean, he's like not that. writing any of this stuff, but it definitely feels like they consulted him. He was just like, hey, can you slow that down? <laughs> <laughs> he said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. This, you're going to have this scene take only three seconds? No, no, no. An hour. An hour, all right? We're going to spread this out to an hour. Let me ask you guys a question, because we talked about the fact that, you know, um, is Naomi fluid or pansexual? I can't remember, but I know that we talked about she had, you know, different kind of love interests. I feel like they kind of, after the prom, they just dropped that whole idea. Well, they kind of dropped that whole idea after she just brought it up in the very first episode. Think about it. Yeah. Well, they, well, they only kind of mention at it after that. It's her only interest. We're not talking about she has friends that are whatever they are. Her only interest has been in this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah but remember there's a part where, where she comes to Lourdes right. and she's talking with Lourdes. And Lourdes kind of hints at it because um, they start hanging out together. And, you right. know, so, so they kind of hinted there that, that, that she could possibly you know, be with Lourdes and, and not with um, Anthony. The fact I had to look at my list because I can't remember who these people's names are. They'll but, be well forgotten afterwards. Pretty much. <laughs> who? <What>? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but but it's interesting how they, they they they. I felt like they were trying to build to it, and then after after the episode where um, after um, matter of fact after the the the, the parents anniversary, okay. it feels like they dropped it like a bad habit. Or yeah. even the prom, like like there was like oh well, there's no real love interest. We're just gonna focus on her saving the world, and you know yeah, I, yeah. she's too busy to be in love. No superhero has any actual real love interests well, that like, last forever. Yeah, like Superman's pet, Lois Lane. Exactly. <laughs> I just kind of felt also that it, um, in the episode with the prom, where he where, where 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 he actually finds out that she's an alien, he handles it way too cool. Well, way too cool for again a world that seems to not have any other superpowered people on it, unless they feel like making us think that they have other superpowered people on it, but they still haven't decided to tell us yay or nay. Well, you know what happened? What? Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. (laughs) I don't feel very welcome. (laughs) So there's actually a book that's titled, So Your Girlfriend's an Alien. Now what? Isn't that just called dating? Yes. And he read that book from uh, cover to cover. And that's why he was so cool about her being an alien. But have you ever seen that book? It is only a front cover and a back cover. Exactly. <laughs> That's what makes the, it so the front good. Of it says, so your girlfriend's an alien. The other says, thanks for buying my book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a picture of me on there going like this. Thumbs up. They can't see you on the, on the podcast. I <laughs> made millions. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yes. This has been Ralph Explains It All. You're welcome. Oh, man. I was wondering when that bit was going to come back. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but, were. But, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things No, but about... everybody... I'm sorry, just because you're... But no, just go going back to the whole point, like, everybody took it super chill. I was actually going to bring that up, yeah. Like I said, I mean, people have more reaction on The Flash if there's an alien. Here, like I said, again, there's evidently kind of maybe not well, <laughs> any other superhero on this planet, you know? I don't know if you're aware, but in, in that... Uh, universe, right? Mm-hmm. The atmosphere is actually laced with a little bit of CBC, uh, CBD. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> That's why everybody's so chill and calm all, all the time. It must be, because it's, they are. Yeah, yeah, but only one of them calls their other friend babe. 
Yeah, that's very annoying. <laughs> that, so annoying. As much as we talked about it the last time we talked about Naomi. It didn't get any better. It, it was like I was trying to like, I won't say get it, but I was like, okay, I'm trying to, no, it just... It just felt like yeah, that worked. After a while, I just started to realize, I think the actress just forgot the name of her character. <laughs> I just think she just could not keep it right. She knew it was going off the air. She didn't have to give a damn. She was just like, they were like, it's Naomi. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't have a career after this. So, you know, I'm not going to promote the name of your show. Um, yeah, no, it, it was real. But like that also, that, that, uh, that episode, I just, I just hated it when they're just like, okay, you have less than one second to get from across school to the other. Yeah. Well, I know I'm fast. Can you do that? Oh, I can give it a try. I'm like, well, as one of the rooms is going to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should do a test run first. Yeah, like, why, why, why we've been talking about this, you know. It, and also, like, moving at that speed, she's, we're not talking she moved kind of fast. She moved, and it's not even like she moved in a second. It was like less than half of one well, second. Yeah, because she had one second between. <laughs> and then it was already, right, her posing for her running move took half a second. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I'm going, I think that, because she's not the Flash. Nope. Between either, I mean, she's got invulnerability. I, I won't worry about her. I'm not going to nitpick, but I'm like, everyone else in the hall, that much friction and speed going through, let alone also, what if she had just accidentally touched any human being at that speed? Because she's moving so fast that literally that she cannot be seen. I'm like, they would have just blown up like a like a water balloon. It, it would have been an A train situation. Yeah, like, exactly. Boys. But it was just one of those things. So like, and the fact that of course she did it because, like I said, in, in my synopsis, it's just like, oh, can you do this? Eh, sure, I guess I can because my power is whatever that script says. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, her power, thing, her power is so ambiguous. It is whatever it needs to be at the moment. Which they, if they just defined her power at that, I'd I'd be on it. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I got it right here. Dios ex machina. Ooh. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, she's got a Latin power. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll throw this out there. It, the show was either about finding a new power or her turning to her parents and saying, why didn't you just tell me? Why didn't you tell me this? Every fucking episode. Well, I cursed my bad. But whatever. How <laughs> dare you, sir? <laughs> I've been trying to cut down. But my it, word. <laughs> it's giving me the vapors. <laughs> but seriously, how many times did she say in an oh, episode? God. But it's like everything was like, okay, I understand. Okay, I didn't know I was from another universe. I didn't know I was possibly an alien. But every new thing that she found out, she was turning to them saying, why didn't you tell? There was even an episode where she left the house. Yep. So why? it should no longer be, why didn't you tell me? Like, damn, guys, again. And I wouldn't yeah. even accept well, that. Also, like, you know, I'm not a parent. Thank God. <laughs> but, I mean, I am a human being, and I have been a kid, and I know parents, and I know reality. And at some point, you don't just go, oh, my kid left on their own. No, no, you're, you're, I don't care how mad they are. Just like, your ass is coming home. <laughs> you know, you home. have no legal right to have my kid in your house. You Please. Uh, and any normal parent would be at that person's house, knocking on the door with the belt in hand saying, yeah. all right, get your ass in the car right now mm -hmm. or else. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, just, and then the, the parent whose house it is, they'll be like, oh, let me get my belt. I'll help you out. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. I mean, the, well, I mean, you can't fight um, fault Annabelle's parents because, I mean, you know. They're not they, there. Well, they're not there. And, 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 and Naomi's acting so wooden. They just thought she was a beam. Uh, <laughs> they, they just, if you notice, she had, she had like a poster taped to her head because they just, it was a little post-it note. That they oh, left up there. oh, wow. That makes more sense. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it was just that kind of thing. But. It, it between that that the, the CW we know it's we know it's a, it's a channel that's mostly for like the 
the teen-ish drama, you know, CW, like, you know, constantly whining is what I assume <laughs> the initial stand for whenever it comes to the teens. Because this, you're, think how many shows have that whole, even if it's not parents, you lied to me. All right. It wasn't that big of a lie. Like, you know, like a get over. Oh, I'll never get over this. And that'd take two shows later. I've completely gotten over it. And it's like, <sighs> even Arrow had that. For okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't mind the trope. I just mind it happening over and over. Yeah. I, I, that, that's what it was. But theirs I mean, lasted longer, it felt like. Well, well, it just well, felt like it. Well, it dragged, but then they would keep coming up. Every yeah. new revelation, she's upset. I'm like, why are you upset? It's, it's, first, it was like with Zambato. Why didn't you tell me this? With D. Why didn't you tell me this? With her parents. Why didn't you tell me this? With her boyfriend. Why didn't you tell me this? That, that's what it felt. I feel like that should be the show. Naomi, why, why didn't you tell, tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, just, it's just one of those things. It's like, this is, is this your strongest plot point? Yeah. <laughs> she's un- Even Iris got over it after she surprisingly found out that everybody knew Barry was the Flash, <laughs> <laughs> including the villains. See, even that, I'd be pissed off. Why did you tell me? That was it's perfect. <laughs> but that was it. And she only kind of got mad at Barry and well, then her dad. <laughs> you know? But Naomi, it was just everybody was something. And I'm just like, and her friend, the, like, at, like Annabelle, I'm like, like, how often have you run into these aliens, your best friend situations and, and monsters and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I, I mean, I get it that she's her ride or ride friend. And I actually thought that was kind of cute, by the way. Um, you know, that she's the ride or ride, not the ride or die. <laughs> because who wants to die? <laughs> no, very true, very true. <laughs> was a good point. I was like, I like that. People but, who believe in reincarnation? Um, they probably still don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> they just know they'll come back. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, but still, there's just a point where it's like, you're like 16, because that's the age Naomi was. So, like, they can only all be around that age except for Lourdes, you know. You're 16. Who's 30. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I saw her picking up her social security check. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's not purple. That was her blue hair dye. Just got out of hand. Um, Another person that can't be on the show. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> but she probably could. She'll probably be delivering our food next week. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> no, that was not a gun. Mike has said a lot worse thing. You haven't been in person with him that long in, in such a while. That's why you did that. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> no, but uh, I'm just just saying that it's just it was just just too much. I mean, this whole like everyone, everybody was so accepting of her being an alien. And I'm like, she didn't come out of the closet. You know, like it was just she's saying that, like, I'm a being that for all, you know, could be giving you radiation poisoning at this point. Yeah. Mr. God uh, was it Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. I'm going to phrase this very carefully, not because I'm afraid of saying anything wrong. I just want to make sure I'm conveying my message, <clears throat> my message correctly. Is the way that this is written, both comic book and and movie, I mean, um, show format, and how characters approach certain things, is it the idea of having people trying to be more woke? I mean, it's definitely an acceptance. I mean, and obviously in storytelling nowadays, it's... It is necessary, um, and it should be necessary to have a certain amount of woke. Because even if you're not saying that you're representing every um, race and ethnicity and and uh, religious ideology, ideology or something like that, that's fine. But you know, you want your good guys to be much more accepting because you know you're trying to teach that to kids because kids are trying to learn these things. But but know? there's accepting and there's diversity, and then there's woke. You know, like and, and I put the negative, I put the negative quotation marks up, like people talking about woke in a negative sense, like um, like from the way the parents had responded to um, Naomi leaving, 
Right. Like, you know, that, that technique of parenting. And right. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, I guess I, cause I can't stand the term woke because I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's become exactly what the, uh, the people on the right want it to be, which is, it's a very annoying term because it's, to me, you're not being woke. You're just being a, a good person. Most of the time, that's usually what it is. Right. But if you're just letting your kid run all over you, then that's not good parenting, in my opinion. You know, you, you take a nap one time and people see you and then they call you all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> I have a kid. I wake up from a nap. I mean, call oh. a whole bunch of things. They're like, oh, you're not woke enough. I'm like, I just took a nap. Jeez, I was tired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ridiculous. Was there any episode? <laughs> wow. Was there any episode um, for this portion of the series that was maybe a little bit better, something that caught your interest, something that was like, okay, if they would have stuck with this format style or this acting style or whatever, this would have been better. For me, no. I mean, it only got worse. I, I was trying to describe Naomi and how it went to someone, and I said, when you watch Arrow, doesn't matter if you didn't like anything after the first season. I mean, I liked, I mean, I enjoyed Arrow all the way through. I mean, it got, it got very bad as it went on, but I mean, I still enjoyed it. But I would say for me personally, it didn't start to become annoying until about season four-ish for me, about in that range. I mean, I can't say what episode, maybe even up to season five. I don't know. Okay. Um, Flash, I would even say The Flash, probably good. Season four, season five for me. I'm not saying that they weren't going down a little bit, but that's when it started getting a little bit much. For Flash, once every solution was the power of love? Yeah, I mean, definitely by season six where that's 100% the answer. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, but Naomi went from... A decent enough first episode to Flash season eight by the second episode, and just and it's uh, which will be revealed soon. Yeah, I mean, which just went downhill. I mean, it, it never to me had any good points after the first episode. It just it just kept getting worse. And and after episode five, which is what we reviewed, and my review was much more favorable than it will be. <laughs> let's just say um, it it there isn't. I cannot think of anything that made me go that was kind of cool. Or oh, if only they expanded on this. I just couldn't wait to get through the episodes. It, it, it felt like work. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> Ralph? I think the only thing that I enjoyed about these episodes was the last episode. The credits. <laughs> well, that was good. <laughs> but the um, when she's on Earth-29 and she uh, uh, has her power, I guess, like explode or whatever, and all the, the, the trees, I guess, come back to life, seeing all that red just come on, that was like a very beautiful scene, yeah. but the dialogue and everything else and all the like the the, the that it took to get to there didn't like. But that one scene, <laughs> visually amazing. He's like the plot, the character work, all that stuff sucked. But that one visual, yes, was great. I would set that as a wallpaper, just yeah. just like having it shift from green to red. Like all there that. you go. But I, but also, I mean, just like you get to the episode and you, when you finally meet Brutus and you're just like, I was just gonna ask you yeah, about that. I mean, he was just like the most threatening like hot dog vendor. Like, like, like <laughs> I'm just like this is a vi he wasn't even a villain. <laughs> like, like nothing at all felt threatening. I mean, I would think maybe if you were a 13 year old alone and he was a complete stranger in an alleyway, sure he seemed threatening. After that, no. I'm not saying that he didn't have any ability that could hurt, but we don't know what his ability was either anyhow. But it's just that like it wasn't even anything ominous about him. It was just like, oh, here's a... It just felt like like there's the janitor walking by. Just pay him a few extra hundred dollars, put him in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to act. Neither do our actors. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, wait, this, this is the guy. This is the big bad that they chose. And you chose... Like no offense to the guy, but like this is the guy they chose? Yeah. Like, you, so you felt like what, visually or his acting or both? I guess both. But, like, if you're going to have someone who, like, people are scared of, 
like make this guy look imposing or somehow you know have some sort of like energy coming off of him that's like visual or something or, or even just like have his like eyes glowing or some shit didn't even give me none of that yeah. honestly it's part of the product of, in my opinion, it's part of the product of a Bender's format. You rushed, I mean, everything was slow. You get to Brutus in the last episode, and it's boom, 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 boom. Everything's done quickly. She she, she resolved it. He, I will be back. He disappears, right. and then we're back to square one. Yeah, I mean, if he just had a mustache to twirl. Um, <laughs> right? But, I mean, the thing is, though, like, you know, and again, I understand what you're bringing up for, and I agree with the, the feeling of it, but, like, Bendis is not even involved. I mean, beyond that's the problem, I'm sure he's getting money because it's, it's his character or whatever. Oh, no, you're right. But, like, he's not a writer. He's not a director on any of the episodes. But yet, it does have his, his presence as felt, which is, like, that's not an excuse, you know, because mm-hmm. because you're the writer and you're the director. You're you're supposed to be, you, you know, you have a feel for these things, you know. Um, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> they did. I, I don't know what they were thinking. It, it didn't even. It didn't even feel like if if this was like an eight episode summer filler, just trying out a character. It wasn't even worth that. It didn't feel like they ever wanted to make this a successful character. And it's not a big conspiracy thing. It just doesn't feel like they had their heart in it at all. That's, which is very sad. Right? Unless they, unless they, character. unless they were hoping that maybe that oh anything any answers that we want to. Um, any answers that we that we need to um, f- figure out? We'll do in the second season. We'll improve it. Right. Yeah, but, kind of, I mean, kind of like Stargirl. I mean, even though it still has its problem, but like Stargirl, like I enjoyed most of the season one, but it still had its problems. And I think they resolved some of them in season two and introduced other problems. But yeah, this one was just all problem. It just felt like they were like, "What are all the mistakes we made in all the other shows?" All right, put that into a script. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have saw one more one more um, glimpse of that. Superman issue was it one thousand or yeah whatever it was maybe, yeah. maybe it's, it's like the producer mentality where it's like we can make more money with a flop than with a hit I, I don't know <laughs> I mean did they did they give away like one hundred and twenty percent of it out or I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know the insurance money's paid off I don't know. <laughs> now the end end the end end is when we get the reveal that Mike mentioned the idea that the parents not only were from her planet but they killed her her actual parents. To be able to take her and use her as a weapon. And then she gets mad and, stay away from me. How could you do this? And she flies away. Did you feel that the flying away sequence was like, this kind of sums up the show in a nutshell. The bad effects, the flying away. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) But what I want to see is the next scene where she forgives them and she's back at the house eating waffles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Because you know that's going to happen, right? She's like, listen, I know you killed my parents and that's not good, but you know, you guys are the only parents I have right now. So I kind of forgive you and your heart was in it, I guess, you know, (laughs) I wish the producer's heart was in it. (laughs) I wish his heart was on the floor. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to mention, add or kind of bring up before we go into renaming and ratings? Yeah. The, uh, what's what's the name of the boyfriend? Tyler? Anthony or something like (laughs) Tyler, Anthony. Yeah. He looks like a Tyler to me. He does so, look like a Tyler. So, so Tyler, like, I, I, I feel sorry for that guy too because he's constantly smiling, even when he was angry mm-hmm. with the squinty eyes. I'm like, dude, is your like face frozen in that state that you can't really show any real emotion? No, these these people were. I mean, not that they were like ancient, except for Lourdes. Um None of them <laughs> were, were ancient, but like they're they're too old for the oh, you know, they're kid actors. It's like no, no. No, I mean you're not supposed to be Meryl Streep at that point, but no, I you mean, could have acted better than this. They were all bad. Like, dude, dude there wasn't shadow. one good actor on that series. Dude had a shadow on his face. <laughs> you could see, it. He, like, 
clearly he was shaving like every like second just to make sure that <laughs> it didn't grow back. Oh man. Yeah, I, 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 I have nothing redeeming uh, to add. But by the mention, did I mention that there is no season two? Oh, <laughs> gladly. That's like the best news ever. That's why I see this again. <laughs> and I didn't even have to like the show to have it canceled. <laughs> no, exactly. Finally, a, a show you didn't have to like and it got canceled. <laughs> by the way, I hope you didn't like uh, the, the new version of Charm because that has been canceled. I figured as much the way that they ended it. Well... I mean, have you watched the latest season? Yeah. I haven't watched. I'm just starting to watch the latest season now, but I watched the third season. So it's like, ah, uh, sister dies off again. And, oh, this is not going to work. And that, when I f- watched the first uh, episode of the fourth season that just, you know, just finished, I'm like, the actress is fine that they have as a new sister, but I'm like, this isn't going to last. So I looked it up and they're like, yep, it's been canceled. I'm like, ah. I saw it a couple weeks ago and I thought about you too. It's funny about that. Anyhow. All right. So let's go into it. Renaming the series. Ralph, you want to go first or shall I? You, you can, yeah. All right, I actually got a decent one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it Naomi of All Trades, Master of Dullness. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Jack of All Trades, Master of None, just wanted to say If you it. have to explain a joke. I know, I know, I know, but just, some people don't know those these phrases. Our audience is very sophisticated. I, I love so. you. <laughs> oh, Ralph. Naomi, the best power you can have is getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> can you get canceled? Watch. I don't know. I guess I can. <laughs> Mike. Uh, well, instead of the old DC Brave and the Bold, I went with the Braids and the Hell No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about it. Ratings for Naomi's one and only season. Ralph? I give Naomi's one and only season a one beautiful scene with the red uh, plants blooming to life out of 10. Ooh. See, I'm going to give... I should. The number should be higher because... What I'm going to say happened more often than what I'm saying. So you'll get it in a second. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it two moments of staring off into space out of 10, even though we know they stare, they stared off into space much more than two times. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Space was staring back. Like, what the fuck, man? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> what, what you looking at? Did okay. I piss in your cereal? What the fuck? <laughs> Mike? Um, I'll be more generous even in my hatred. I'll give it a three. It's an insult to acting, storytelling, and teenagers out of 10. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Six three. (laughs) All right. So there you have it. Naomi, just don't. (laughs) But guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket Review is next. Hello. This is Ralph the Tech bringing you another rocket review. This week, I'm going to be reviewing the book Stormfront, which is book number one in the Dresden Files series, written by Jim Busher and published on April 1st in the year 2000. The story centers around Harry Dresden, a private investigator and wizard in Chicago. Harry reluctantly takes on the case of finding a missing husband while also investigating the gruesome murders of two people whose hearts were ripped out of their chests, leaving the police dumbfounded. He immediately recognizes that this was done by magic, which also makes him realize that in the police's eyes, he is the main suspect. Harry sets out to find the culprit behind these gruesome murders while also dodging the warden for the magic console who is just waiting for Harry to mess up once again to bring down the Sword of Damocles and punish him. There are a few twists and turns and some laughs here or there, some interactions with vampires and other magical creatures, 
but in the end, Harry figures out who is behind the murders, finds the husband, and resolves everything without losing his head. This was the first introduction I had to the world of the Dresden Files, and it is a wonderful story. Masterfully written, and it's almost impossible to put it down. Jim Butcher does a great job at creating a very unique world around Harry Dresden and writing such a very rich character with so much emotion and, and backstory. I feel that anybody who is into the type of fantasy, mystery, drama genre would really enjoy this book. I give this book five out of five giant scorpions coming to life out of five. If you want to know what that means, you're going to have to read the book. If you read Stormfront and you enjoy it, you're in for a treat because there are currently 17 books in this whole series with a few short stories also written in between. But now, don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. This is not getting canceled. <laughs> oh no, we ain't gonna be canceled. Hell no. <laughs> nope, you're stuck with us. Plus, and I'm stuck with them. <laughs> and we're not staring off into space, so we're in we're in good we're in good hands. You're not stuck in here with me. I'm stuck in here with you. No, no, no. I'm I'm stuck with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> How come you never told me? Okay, so you you guys you guys know the segment. I give quick questions. You're not my parents. No, we're you're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I don't remember fucking your mom. Wow. Okay. Wow. That, that's a gong right there. That's a gong. That feels so much better. <laughs> okay. That's what she said. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Not to you, but okay. Um, I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we make it under a minute, fairly enough times to be able to have our own button for it. But Ralph refuses to do so. Therefore, I tell might, everybody he's hating. You might never hear the sound. Uh, well, well, the way you the way you run this thing, like the, the soundboard and ranting on and on. And hopefully, we don't have any long-winded questions. Excuse me, it's three questions. If we can't do three questions in a minute, how good are we? Of these 45 things I'm about to choose, <laughs> which one of these do you not like? Really? Mike, you're on my side. What the hell? Okay. Please list the 10 most things you hate. Oh, shut up. Ready, set, go. Do you think Michael Bendis' other famous character, um, Miles Morales, could have done better with a 13-episode series more so than Naomi? Ralph. As long as the people who wrote Naomi don't write the one for Miles Morales, yeah. All right. Mike. Yeah, not if they had the same writers, actors, or scenery. Wow, okay. <laughs> what Marvel property... Hey, hey, hold that on. red scene. What Marvel property will be the bigger movie success, Thunderbolts or Namor? Mike. Namor, because all anyone will be thinking is Fantastic Four. Ah, wow. <laughs> I would have to agree with Sir Mike there. All right. And if you could cast a movie character to play DC's The Question, who would you choose? Wrong answers only. Ralph. I mean, you got to go with Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Mike. Roseanne Barr or Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> All right. And we get it under a minute. Holy smokes, he did it. <laughs> he, my, my, my prayers have been answered. I, I got a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Oh my. Listen, he did not, and I repeat, he did not pay me to make shorter responses to my 
to, to you know to his questions. I know he didn't pay you. I know he's he, poor. He didn't pay me. Stop, stop. All right, these bills are mine. All right, they were mine when I came in here. All right, he didn't pay me. Mine. Well, I know, especially if it's bills. If, it's, if I saw like three quarters, maybe I'd believe he he paid you. I, they, they are a little bit sticky, so I think he took them off of the you know. They have glitter on them. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. wow. That's what I thought. I was thinking Chris Rock they, would be. Do they good smell one. the father's disappointment? Uh, Just a little bit. <laughs> I was thinking Chris Rock would be a good, uh, a, a good. The question. Well, no, Chris has never gotten slapped by uh, Bill Swan. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about this butt right here. <laughs> I, I just can't believe it. Oh, the stink of that slap. Anyway, shout outs. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? I would like to shout out. Mm, let's see. Not them. <laughs> Not them. Not them. <laughs> no, he, uh, he, he doesn't exist anymore. I made sure of that one. Um, you know what? I would like to shout out you guys for being awesome. And then for the listeners for listening and being awesome. Wow. Okay. I, we can go with that, even though that was general as hell. Mike? I would like to shout out those other people that he didn't shout out, that he didn't mention. No. Kidding. Uh, no, just, no, <laughs> no all the people. Not them, Mike. Not them. Always them. They like me better. That's why. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have any particular shout out. Just to everybody out there that's keeping us going, and hopefully we're keeping you going, and hopefully you're not going to hate all of my horribly described movies going forward, because they just get more horribly described and probably more vague. You know what? I'm See, I'm going to make a request right now. And this is off the top of my head. Could you at least, if they're going to get harder, could you at least include genre? Uh, Come on. Sure. Because th that's like saying oh, it's a movie that existed in life. It's like, no, 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 okay, no, no. I'll give you that. That's not a problem. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Because this way I could at least have a fighting chance to fail. <laughs> you say, it's a uh, dramatic rom-com. <laughs> oh my gosh that, that, I could just read the description of the movie <laughs> <laughs> well I would have a, um, do a couple of shout outs shout out to you guys of course for doing this in person thank god because doing it digitally just reminds me so much of the beginning of the pandemic and though it was a good way of getting us together there's nothing like doing it in person so I can see Mike roll his eyes and Ralph laugh at one of us or both of us, or I don't know. That's very true. <laughs> well, um, there, there is one other shout out that we have to do. We have to shout out that uh, someone's going to be so old off of our podcast this week. So wow, don't talk about my mother like that. Oh, she's, <laughs> she, she's not that old. She's forever young. Exactly. Wow, you guys kiss up because she cooks for you guys. That's what that is. Although she has been lacking of late. I haven't gotten any food. You haven't gone over. That's true, too. You haven't gone over. But yes, the cat will be having a birthday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, Jesus' birthday is in December. <laughs> well, and, 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 three, and three years after yours. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I am not that old. But yes, my birthday is coming up. Um, we definitely will be celebrating. Um, It'll be weird because it's a it's an even number year, and even number years are usually pretty good for me. The odd number years always end up like sucking a fat veiny one. Well, all my years just they're all bad. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> they're just all bad. But uh, well, you keep saying you're 25. You say 26. Yeah. But they're still all It'll bad. change the year. If you say I'm 26. I said I was 27. Don't exaggerate. Everyone. 27 is my lucky number. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true. You don't say 27. I would have known that. <laughs> but for those of us that have to deal with Cap's birthday year. <laughs> it is just all the you know, you know my birthday is the end of this month I, I don't know what I'm doing at the end of this month because that's around my birthday you know when my birthday is? yes we all know when your birthday is <laughs> I, I am not oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> hey you know what you have to understand and just to give you guys a little insight Mike and Ralph's birthday are both in November so as kids I don't know what, how it happened or not but people might acknowledge your birthday because you had school kids there with my birthday as a school kid 
it was the end of school, so nobody wanted to be there. <laughs> so it's not like you could celebrate with your friends because they were already gone. Did you ever think that that's why they ended the school year when they did? Shut up. <laughs> school year used to end like the second week of July. <laughs> <laughs> that that would explain volumes, though. But it, I swear that's that that's my memory. It, the the school uh, the school year would end like the twenty sixth, and then my birthday would be coming up, and then I would invite people. They're like, oh no, I can't make it. Like. Who goes to Puerto Rico right after, or Dominican Republic right after school ends? But <laughs> that's because they're having a special Void Cap's birthday special. <laughs> All flights, half off. Well, I appreciate you both for shouting out my birthday. Love you both and love everybody who's going to be there on my birthday celebration. But real quick shout outs MS for Marvel, Tinkerbell, Lady J, Johannes, Big Daddy Kev, um, Joe the intern, um, Hipster Tom. Everybody, everybody, thank you all for, you know, chiming in, checking on the podcast, you know, and hopefully we'll hear from some of them soon. J- JP, Deshaun, um, yeah. yeah, Jazz, so hopefully we'll have some of them on the show soon. Hopefully so. We'll have to find out what JP's been up to. Yeah. Well, I heard from him yesterday for Father's Day. So, oh, by the way, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, whether you know it or not. Um, <laughs> hey, there's some people who were like, I thought I got her pregnant. I'm like, wow, that's just really bad. <laughs> some people are like, um, wait. What? I'm a father? Didn't you swallow? What? <laughs> I thought I ended up on your back. And I paid for that vasectomy in Mexico. What oh, are you talking about? In Mexico. <laughs> That's always when the problem comes in. It was in pill form. That's not how they do it. <laughs> Mexico got me problems, but I ain't going there. <laughs> it was a tic tac. That explains why it was so minty. Wow. Ah, there you oh, go. Goodness. <laughs> Anything else we want to add before we say adieu? No, I don't. I thought Mike was going to make fun of me trying to speak French, but okay. No, the French will do that. For oh, okay. <laughs> so for Mike, also known as MFG and RT Square, Ralph the Tech. And for all the French people out there, please send your <laughs> over to the cap. With a croissant. And also, just know this is the cap saying keep it geeky. And that's it. 